1040 presents Just Here for the Beer, Canada's original dedicated beer and spirits radio show. Beer. Now, just here for the Beer Radio, here's your host, Joe Leary, along with Rick Mohabir from JustHereForTheBeer.com. Just Here for the Beer Radio, broadcasting from Park Drive on Commercial Drive at 2nd Avenue. Joe Leary along with Rick Mohabir at JHFTB is our access on social media, both Twitter and Instagram. You can follow us on Facebook as well, JustHereForTheBeer.com, where you can listen to previous episodes of the program and our other ventures into... Uh, Adult beverages. I, I like that. Our other ventures. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's Mike Sharp. Yes. Um, Mike Sharp. Sharp the, uh, well, I don't know what the 2021 title is, but I'm going to go with the 2020 title. I was a beer educator of Granville Island Brewery. Beer educator is still my favorite. Beer still educator. what I uh, introduce myself as whenever I can. Yeah. 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 No kidding. <laughs> so uh, we haven't seen you in a while um, on the radio, I should say. Yeah. Um, how, how, how was the holiday for you? It's good. Yeah. For, for me, it was great. Took some time off. Uh, brewery had a couple days of uh, downtime over the holidays. Around the, the holiday season, uh, our brewmaster, Kevin Ems, likes to put a few loggers in the tanks uh, so that they can chill out because loggers do yep. condition time. for a longer period of time yeah. and they ferment for longer. So uh, he usually sets some of those up and we end up with, uh, with a Doppelbach um, and a few other uh, pretty cool logger styles. So, yeah, we've got some, some fun stuff coming out down the road in our uh, cellar series. You guys awesome. have been, you, as an established brewery such as Granville Island, uh, how far out uh, does your planning calendar go? Like, do you pretty much know what the next 12 months will offer? It's, it, it varies. We, we do try to, to plan far enough ahead that we can make everything happen, and we are shipping beers, you know, um, all around BC with the, the small batch program and all across Canada with our, with our regular lineup. So we do try to plan it out, but we do still have wiggle room for, for playing around a little bit. So on on just speaking of that, yeah. like I know Kevin likes to do some funky and fun yeah. stuff. Does that give him the the latitude to to be able to do some of that? So yeah, he's he's planning out the the year now um, and trying to figure out you know what uh, what we want to do when. So we've got a, a good number of those locked in, so we do have that sort of foresight. But we're still sort of planning ahead and trying to trying to see what. Uh, what to do next so a few things that are that are coming up um if you guys remember from last year we had that amethyst purple sour mm -hmm. yes uh so sour um uh some some great flavor going on in there bright uh and that beautiful purple color that we got from yeah. the uh the pea flower and um so we're doing that again uh, we're actually switching it to cans we're getting a new oh. can line installed uh, in our small batch brew house so uh, oh, it's going to be in a four pack of tall cans uh coming up in a few months wow yeah so now you, um, you, the tasting room has obviously been affected by the pandemic, as yeah. virtually every place that has yeah. food and, and beverage has. What uh, what do you have on tap there these days? Do you still have a good variety of product there? We do, yeah. We still got we've got ten taps on sites, uh, so we've got uh, pretty much all of our core, and then a number of uh, of seasonals. And Kevin's still doing one offs uh, that you'll only find on site. Uh, so what do we have on right now? Has he ever done a beer called the Hallowed Catharsis? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I haven't seen him do it yet. Maybe he a bit was. inside there. Yeah. 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 For anyone who doesn't know, the Hell of Catharsis is uh, Kevin M's uh, metal bands. Yep. And uh, yep. uh, before uh, everything happened with COVID, I know he was working on um, uh, a, uh, a concert locally, um, uh, partnering with a few other uh, bands and, and groups and everything. Uh, but he was going to be brewing a beer in conjunction with that. Oh, yes. Uh, I can't yeah. remember what he was going to call it, but it was going to be a black lager, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. yeah, but that got uh, 
Pushback. 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 Yes. So I'm just curious because uh, a lot of times you, I mean, first of all, when you meet Kevin, I haven't seen him in a long time. But yeah. he, he wasn't, he's not bearded as I recall. Yeah. He's got the hair on top. He's, he's got, the got, hair. Uh, okay. got nice, okay. nice long hair rocks. on top and in the back. Yeah. But a lot of times when you uh, walk into the brew rooms, uh, the where the, the tank rooms of, of a brewery, you can tell a lot by the music that's, that's cranking out of there. And there's a lot of hip hop. Yeah. And there's a lot of metal. Yes. What what is what is is Kevin got the hell of catharsis cranked uh, at the back of Granville Island Brewery? <laughs> um, I, I haven't heard him listening to himself too much, <laughs> okay. uh, but he definitely does have yeah. some some great music taste. Yeah. So yeah, you can you can definitely hear some good stuff coming out of the brew house for sure. He is Mike Sharpum, the beer educator of Granville Island Brewing. It's just here for the beer radio from Park Drive at Commercial and Second on TSN ten forty. What you got there, Mister Sharpum? This is our molten chocolate stout. So as you guys know, uh, most years mm-hmm. uh, around the winter season, mm-hmm. we like to do something rich and chocolatey. Uh, we've obviously partnered with JJ Bean in the past for a, for a mocha porter. Years and years ago, uh, we partnered with Purdy's. And so uh, just playing around, Kevin came up with this idea of the molten chocolate stout. So it's pretty much uh, an imperial stout. Uh, but he wanted to be really smooth and creamy. So what he did was he made uh, some oat beverage or mm-hmm. oat milk, which... Mm-hmm. The oat beverage, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and blended that in there, so you get this really full, uh, uh, creamy texture smoother, to it, yeah. Um, and yeah, you get that nice, rich decadence, um, and it's it's quite beautiful. So, how has that been? Because uh, you introduced this in December, if I recall. Yes. Okay. What's the response been? It's been great. Yeah, yeah we still have some going on. Uh, it's going to be our, our winter seasonal for the next couple months as well. Uh, so we do still have it available at the at the brewery, and we are of course doing our uh, home delivery. Yeah, so tell us about that. Yeah, so if you go on our website, gib.ca, it'll link you to our ordering page. If you are in the Vancouver area, um, it delivers from our brewery uh, uh, on site on Granville Island. And if you are out in the uh, out in the valley, uh, we're delivering from our warehouse, uh, which is out uh, Anasis Island Way. So that's uh, not same day delivery, um, but uh, that will be within next day. Or if you're a bit further out, it is... Uh, uh, set delivery days per week, so check on sure. the website. But you can definitely get beer delivered from us with no extra cost, just the same price you'd be paying. Well, and that's one of those th- things that that sprung from the the original quarantine period. Yeah, and um, obviously the response has been there to justify keeping it going. Yeah, which is great. It's um, you know I've I've definitely used it uh, mm-hmm. a number of times. <laughs> it's it's very convenient uh, to to not have to get up and leave, and yeah. especially if you're worried about you know interacting with others. Yeah. It's a it's a great way to be able to still get the things you need. Do we have any indication if that is a thing of, that, that yeah. will become an everyday thing? That I don't know. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm hoping so. I mean, it's a, it's a nice convenience to have, mm-hmm. uh, at least for the, for the, the future, immediate future here where things are still up in the air. I think right. uh, this week Ontario's uh, announcing some, some new, announced pr- some new. It's gotten, it's gotten more severe in Ontario. Yeah. And, and the thing is, it, it kind of goes from area to area because there's not yeah. one pandemic that's in as outrageous in, in, all across the country there's areas where the for sure yeah, for sure, yeah. For sure. Yeah. so it'd be it'd be a real shame if we were to to pull back the delivery and then have a, another wave and have to sort it out from scratch again so so but you've uh, socially distanced your tasting room and you're following all the protocols and things like that and yep. is business decent these days on the island it's i mean the the island itself uh, tends to have a lot of tourists yeah uh, so it is quieter than sure. than it would be um, we're, of course, entering a time of year that would normally be quieter anyway, so, so it's a bit quiet around there, which, which is nice if anyone locally wants to, to pop down. Now's a, now's a great time. Parking on the island is free. <laughs> 
Oh, it is yeah. free. Yeah. Oh. So and one of the know. things that we've always loved about the tasting room is going down there and having some of their burgers. <laughs> yes. And yes. and there was that one that we call the three napkin burger because yes. when you finish eating it, mm-hmm. you've gone it through yeah. at least three napkins. Yeah. Anything new on on the menu we've there? Actually, brother? I'll be honest. We've actually just redone our menu, so we've Ooh. got some new stuff on there. And I haven't tried most of it because I'm not on site as much as. I used to be when I was working out of there every day, but with distancing, I'm not always there. So we do have a new menu, um, and uh, I unfortunately haven't tried it yet. Oh, so oh. I'll have to. Well, we might come down and we'll sample together. Come visit me. We'll do a little lunch lunch <laughs> meeting for, for sure. Okay, so it is it is back in business, or not that it ever wasn't, but yeah. I mean it's it's fully safe and feel free to come down. But uh, obviously, do. you know, limit your groups and keep them within your bubbles and things like that, and yeah. follow the protocols. Yeah, exactly. Gib.ca. Granville Island Brewing. Mike Sharp from the Beer Educator. Thanks, man. Yes. Have a great 2021, and we will see you down the road, sir. Cheers, you too. Cheers. Cheers. How about a burger where in and out meets Shake Shack? It's called Mimi's Burgers, a pop-up joint just out of Glitch at 2287 West Broadway, two blocks west of Arbutus. It's a simple menu with four options of hand-pressed patties, Mimi's Classic, Mimi's Cheeseburger, the Beyond Meat, and the double-sized honey for the hungry folk among us. Great burgers, Kennebec fries, and onion rings, and they are good. Mimi's Burgers, think Shake Shack meets in and out Burger, 2287 West Broadway. Mimi'sBurgers.com and on Instagram at Mimi's. I'm Bailey Murphy, stylist at the award-winning avant-garde hair studio in Yaletown. We're known for creative hair makeovers, both male and female. And if you're looking for something new this new year, come and see me. 2021 means it's time for a change and a fresh start and a fresh new look. If it's highlights, a fade, or just a bold new style for 2021, talk to me, Bailey Murphy. I'm at Avant-Garde Hair Studio, 1075 Mainland Street in Yaletown, or you can email me, hairbybailey at gmail.com. That's hairbybailey, B-A-I-L-E-Y-Y at gmail.com. Just Here for the Beer Radio is sponsored by Side Street Tattoo and artist Devin Stacy. If you can imagine it, Devin can create it. It's called body art for a reason, and whether it's something simple or a full sleeve or beyond, it can be done. And in this current environment we live in, it's done in a safe and sterile manner. Been thinking about getting your first tattoo, perhaps adding to an existing or recurring theme already underway? Talk to my friend Devin Stacy at Side Street Tattoo at 26 East Cordova in Gastown or online, sidestreettattoo.com. You're listening to Just Here for the Beer Radio on TSN 1040. Once again, here's your host, Joe Leary, along with Rick Mohabir from JustHereForTheBeer.com. It is Just Here for the Beer Radio on TSN 1040, tsn1040.ca, also at 103.5 FM, HD3. Joe Leary and Rick Mohabir of Just Here for the Beer Limited at JHFTB on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, Mr. Mohabir, it's been a long time since we've had representatives from Barkerville, Barkerville Brewing on the show. That's right. And one thing we've never done before is actually spoken to someone in Barkerville, British Columbia, but that's exactly what we're doing. Uh, her name is Megan Lackey, the general manager of Barkerville Brewing. Uh, Barkerville Brewing. Megan, pleasure to talk to you. How are you? I'm doing well, Joe. Thanks. How are you doing? Re- really good. Now, before we go too much further and talk about what Barkerville does and what you're known for, what's what's the situation been like with the pandemic uh, in, in your part of the province? Well, I'm happy to report uh, we've mainly been insulated from a lot of exposure compared to what's going on in the, in the lower mainland. We are quite a few hours north so you know in all these small communities it's it's been you know obviously a weird year but uh it's been not too bad i can't complain so have you had to uh or have you put measures in place because obviously travel is kind of on on the restricted level in the province but generally speaking if people are walking in the doors of barkerville brewing they they do feel secure and safe 
Yeah, absolutely. We've not only written a COVID plan, but we've installed plexiglass dividers uh, around our tasting room and obviously increased cleaning and sanitation. We got uh, approval for a temporary patio, so we've actually got some prospectors tents out there for the winter because we do get a lot of snow and cold weather up here, so uh, we've got a little bit of extra capacity outside as well. And of course, everyone's wearing masks province-wide. Now, I, I had a chance uh, a couple of summers ago to come up and visit you guys. How are things uh, been for you guys with the tasting room and, and, and new offerings and stuff up there? Oh, it's been great. I mean, up until things got weird, it was awesome. We uh, had a patio, I think it was probably the winter of 2018-19. We got approval finally to have our patio um, and that that really helped, you know, because we have a very small tasting room and it's super cozy and a yeah. great meeting place in the in town. But, you know, there's only so many seats and we were uh, turning people away. So that really helped us kind of, uh, yeah, just make summers a little bit more fun. She is Megan Lackey, the general manager of Barkerville Brewing at Barkerville Beer on social media. Just here for the Beer Radio TSN 1040 TSN 1040.ca. Okay, let's get into the uh, the beer program. Uh, we've had uh, we've had Barkerville on the show previously, but I think Rick it's probably been a couple it's of been, years it's since been a while, since yeah. we had Russ on the uh, on the program. So what what is Barkerville known for in in terms of beer styles, Megan? Uh, well, we definitely have a large beer program with many core brands, but we're probably best known for our 52-foot stout. It's the only beer that I know of in the province that's made with uh, birch syrup, which a lot of people don't know is actually a savory flavor instead of a sweet. It's not like maple syrup. Um, yeah, and it's, a, it's, it's probably our best-known beer. We recently moved it from 650-mil bombers into four-packs. Uh, of tall cans, which I think is a much more palatable format for such a big beer. So let's talk about the the brewing team because I mean these are the uh, these are the people that uh, they don't get a lot of times the acclaim that they they so justly deserve. And you've got a pretty good crew there. We do. We have a really small but tight crew. Uh, our head brewer is Erin Dale. She's been with the brewery since it opened in 2014, so she is one of the original members, and she actually started in a different role, and when our original brewer uh, left, she stepped up to the plate and started her education and became our, our brewer, and yeah, she's just one of the hardest working, most inspiring people I know. She's always coming up with great new recipes, and we've won quite a few BC Beer Awards and Canadian Brewing Awards as well. Uh, which are just feathers in her cap. And I think one of the great things with this whole story, Joe, is there's very few female brewers in the industry. It is growing slowly, but it, it's a great story to hear. Yeah, and I thought, Megan, if I recall from uh, from our previous conversations with Barkerville, it's a largely female contingent that run the operation. Is that correct? That is correct, yeah. One time we were all female, just the way it worked out, but now we've got a little bit more diversity, I'm happy to say, in our workforce. Uh, we do have one uh, male supervisor downstairs, and actually I might take this opportunity to try to attract a new brewer to our team because <laughs> we are looking for a, another brewer in the new year here. So I just put a job posting out on the uh, Craft Brewers Guild website if anybody's interested. <laughs> well, you, you know what, Megan, I, I will say from previous conversations uh, with Barkerville Brewing, I know that you guys were heavily affected by forest fires a couple of years ago, and it's just been a hell of a couple of years for you guys, but are you maintaining okay? Are things looking bright and cheery for uh, for the future? 
Yeah, we're a tenacious team, so we uh, we are definitely hanging in there, and we were very fortunate to already have a packaging line. We have a canning line and a bottling line here on site, so when things shut down um, and, you know, sales kind of dropped off in-house, we were able to just focus on our packaged product and really push that, and that helped us sustain the, uh, the hard year that we've had. So I know that it's probably one of those spots in BC because there's a great history behind Barkerville, the town, and uh, it's one of those things that when the health ministry says, yep, you know, we're good to go, like, let's get out there and explore, uh, let's hope a lot of people stay in supernatural British Columbia and give Barkerville Brewing a chance. Where, where did they find you, Megan? Well, we are actually located in Quinell, BC, so we're 80 kilometers kind of south uh, from the historic town site of Barkerville. Right. But yeah, we're just, we're in an awesome little community. We absolutely love it here. We get all four seasons. We have fabulous uh, amenities like ski hills and new mountain biking trails, tons of lakes. It's basically paradise for the outdoor enthusiast. Well, it's been great. It's been great having you on the show, uh, Megan Lackey, the general manager, Barkerville Brewing. You can find out more at Barkerville Beer. And um, hopefully down the road, Megan, when these restrictions get lifted and we can take our show on the road, Cornell is going to be destination and uh, and we'll have a chance with, to chat with you in person. Thanks for joining us. I would love that. Thank you very much for having me. Cheers. Just here for the Beer Radio, sponsored by 12 Kings at 12th and Kingsway in Vancouver, your local sports hub for all sports with sound on and all local BC craft beer. 12 Kings Pub at the corner of 12th and Kingsway. Just here for the Beer Radio on TSN 1040 welcomes you to the BC Ale Trail, your definitive source for exploring supernatural British Columbia and its world of amazing craft beer. With more than 200 breweries on the landscape, let the BC Ale Trail guide you as you navigate your way through the province and sample and sip some of the best in local craft beer while following the guidelines for travel as per the BC Public Health Order. For more information and to start your journey, visit BC ale well today's episode of the bc ale trail we're talking with jamie cunningham from the kiwanis ale fest in prince george now jamie festivals have kind of taken a weird turn given the pandemic what what exactly was the ale fest all about so ale fest started back in 2015 with a group of people that were looking to do an annual festival to obviously raise money for charity um and it became hugely successful. We've just been so fortunate and it's an event that we host at the end of January every year um, that brings in northern breweries, brings in local restaurants and just creates this really fun environment um, and it's, it's talked about as the most anticipated event of the year and it raises money at the same time. But unfortunately along comes COVID-19 and you've got to sort of change focus so what, what did you decide to do? So it was probably late spring of 2020. We knew we were not going to be able to move forward with Plan and Nail Fest. So we decided to think a little bit outside of the box. It was still important to us to raise the money, but it was also really important for us to kind of bring a level of excitement and joy to those in the north. So we decided to create an eight-pack of beer um, with the breweries that always support us. And it's eight beers that nobody's ever had before because it's eight beers that they've never made before. So I know from personal experience of doing um, beer festivals, they can be a bit of a challenge. How do you guys find it up there, up north? Um, you know what, we're really 
fortunate because all the breweries up here in the north are just so supportive. We've thrown these crazy ideas at them or we've asked them to do a million different things. And they've always just jumped right on board and have basically just made it happen. And if we talk specifically about the eight pack of beer, logistically, it's a little bit of a nightmare because everybody has to make the beer. They have to ship it here. We have to ship it back to them to get distributed. <laughs> so, so it's a handful, but they've done it with a smile on their, their face and they're just Anything we need, they're in. Jamie Cunningham of the Kiwanis Ale Fest in Prince George is our guest on the BC Ale Trail segment. I'm just here for the beer radio. Now, there is a charitable component to uh, this event as well, Jamie. And uh, you mentioned some crazy beers that have never been tried before. Is there anything in particular that's uh, that's uh, interesting in your estimation? Well, Rick, that sounds pretty interesting. And maybe when all this COVID-19 is gone and a thing of the past, maybe we'll make a trip to Prince George and check it out next year. Oh, most definitely. Jamie, does that sound good? Yeah, that sounds great to me. I don't know how it sounds for you guys. (laughs) (laughs) No, it does. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, again, you know, these are crazy times, as everybody's been saying enough times. But, you know, you have to sort of learn to to rework what you would normally do. And it sounds like you got something cool going on. Best of luck to you with it, Jamie. And as I said, hopefully if uh, the next Ale Fest... Quanta Sale Fest in Prince George. If it's a different environment, we'd love to join you for it. So thanks for joining us on the show. Thank you so much, and we would love to have you guys up here. Just let us know, and we'll make sure to put tickets to the side for you. Done. Cheers. Join us again next time as we visit stops along the BC Ale Trail on Just Here for the Beer Radio on TSN 1040 and 103.5 FM HD3. For more information on BC's craft beer scene and to start your personal journey, visit bcaletrail.ca. And please remember to always enjoy responsibly. I'm Bailey Murphy, stylist at the award-winning Avant-Garde Hair Studio in Yaletown. We're known for creative hair makeovers, both male and female. And if you're looking for something new this new year, come and see me. 2021 means it's time for a change and a fresh start and a fresh new look. If it's highlights, a fade, or just a bold new style for 2021, talk to me, Bailey Murphy. I'm at Avant-Garde Hair Studio, 1075 Mainland Street in Yaletown, or you can email me, hairbybailey at gmail.com. That's hairbybailey, B-A-I-L-E-Y-Y at gmail.com. Just here for the Beer Radio, supported by Angry Otter Liquor. Liquor on 248th, their flagship store on 248th Street and the Fraser Highway. Your premier liquor experience in the Fraser Valley. Liquor on 248th with over 10,000 square feet of shopping space and one of the largest walk-in beer coolers in B.C. Now on special until January 13th, a couple of great local brewers. $11.99 for Academy Brewing's Dark Lager in four packs. You save a dollar and just $23.49 for Spectrum Brewing's Box of Chocolates. 
in a craft beer multi-pack, you save a buck and a half. Visit Liquor on 248th on 248th Street and Fraser Highway, the flagship store from Angry Otter Liquor. You're listening to Just Here for the Beer Radio on TSN 1040. Just here for the beer radio, TSN 1040, also at 103.5 FM HD2. Joe Larry, along with Rick Mohabir, broadcasting from Park Drive on Commercial at 2nd. And uh, we are now in our 11th year of the show. We just recently celebrated the 10th anniversary yeah. of Just Year for the Beer. We knew sooner or later we'd get them on the show. Only took a decade. <laughs> Main Street Brewing. <laughs> oh, we're here. <laughs> yeah. Nigel Pike is the owner of Main Street Brewing. Aslan Graves is the head brewer and relatively new to Main Street. So um, how, how are you enjoying it so far? Yeah, it's been great. Uh, came at a... Weird time, but uh, we've uh, <laughs> say we've transitioned pretty well. So and, yeah. by weird time, you're referring to mid-pandemic outbreak, uh, and that must be a weird time to bring someone new on board. Well, you know what? Aslan was supposed to start in February, and then we had to put everything on hold because we saw what was coming and coming down the pipeline. So we actually put him on a bit of a hiatus at that point and said, hey, you know what? We'll get back to you and just kept in touch. And then we saw our window um, in the summer and... Uh, took the opportunity to bring him on board then. So I've always wanted to know, and Rick, I'm sure you're curious as well, when you're an established brewery like Main Street is, and you bring someone new on board, is like when you, if you're hiring a cook, you usually get them to go back in the kitchen and prepare something or, or for a chef situation. What do you do when you're hiring a brewer? Are you familiar with his work from previous? Yeah, we we obviously we talk to a lot of people in the industry and see what is you know his resume sounded and he he brought in some beer as well for us to taste. But when it comes to that, it's it's very different going from one brewery to another. You know, yeah. just size wise and you know what what the expectations were. So we knew he was more than capable of bringing another level to Main Street, and that's what we were looking for. Now, was, was yeah. it a little bit hard for you to kind of step back? Because this is your baby, right? <laughs> yeah, so yeah. To kind of step it's back and let, and let those reins kind of go for him? But we also know our place. You know, we're, we're not, you know, we didn't go to school for brewing. You know, this yeah. is what his passion is, and this is who he is. So, you know, it, it, it made it very easy to bring him on board. So. You know, every time I go into Main Street Brewing, I'm always struck because knowing the history of Brewery Creek, as we all do, you have to have so much respect for the founding forefathers of beer because they did all of that stuff by hand. And the reason I'm struck by that is because you've maintained the original facade, the original structure yeah. of what was a, a, a Brewery Creek uh, f- facility. It was, yeah. Yeah, it was, you know, if we look back on the history of beer making in Vancouver and the, the size that it got and the, the power it had at the time, you know, our building dates back to, well, we have a plaque outside that says 1913, but we know that the the brewery itself actually dates back to prior to that. It was one of 13 buildings on the original Vancouver Brewery site, wow. which is, yeah. So it's got a, a really deep history in Brewery Creek and obviously the creek being a huge part of that that's underground right now, but, yeah. uh, you know. Uh, so, uh, Aslan, tell us about your back. Were you a home brewer? What was your uh, uh, what got you interested? Yeah, like as far as uh, formal education, uh, I guess it's just time in the field, yeah. uh, paying my dues, so to speak. I had the opportunity at Powell Brewery to start uh, there from the tasting room and work my way into the back of the house, and uh, from there uh, went to Steamworks for a while, working at uh, the brew pub, 
and uh, then had the opportunity to join the Main Street team, which has been great. Uh, yeah, small small team and very collaborative. Everybody's got their knowledge and their strengths. And, and, and great beers. And I'm guessing, Nigel, that one of the rules is, you know, you can you, know, you can fool around a little bit with uh, some of your own things, but you got to keep the, the staples, right? Yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah, and we have a core lineup that, you know, we're pretty proud of. Um, we have the advantage. Every, every brewer that comes in, so, you know, Ted who replaced Jack and then Aslan who replaced Ted, um, they always bring their own little kind of um, nuance to everything. So, you know, just the way that um, Aslan's been making the beer, he's tightened up things, seen things that people haven't polished it, you know. Every, everything needs a little refresh every now and again. So so it's been great seeing, you know, what he's done to our coal lineup is awesome, I think. You know, they've never tasted better, so. Yeah. And I think that's one of the things that we see as, as we're, you know, we progress in, in the in the craft brewing industry is, is, you know, some of those core, everybody, you know, needs to do a little refresh on them. Otherwise, they kind of get stale and yeah. people are, they want something new. Yeah. Well, yeah, trends have changed. You yeah. know, what the customers are looking for has changed. And sometimes you can get a little bit, you know, in blinkers, not realize you're like, well, don't change it. It's, it's not broken, so don't change it. Yeah. But, you know, looking at a new perspective with, you know, with new eyes, it's like, oh, yeah. And then, you know, as I said, polishing it, you know, changing the hot profile or changing mm -hmm. the malt base to it, you know, it really has... I'd say given us a better product in the end, you know, and these, these are, you know, six years in, we're an old craft brewery now. Yeah, no <laughs> kidding. Eh? <laughs> we are talking Main Street Brewing with Nigel Puck and Aslan Graves. Uh, now, it's early in the new year, so it's really a hot seat question, but what do you think will be the trend? What will what, what, develop in 21 beer-wise? In beer-wise? Beer-wise. <laughs> it's funny because, you know, knowing I was coming on this show, I was like, Oh, what what are the new beer trends? Because usually you've talked about these in October, but you know yeah. everyone's been you know um, so overwhelmed with what's happening. And um, obviously, you know, lagers and pilsners were last year. Now, <laughs> yeah, you know, I always find that Canada's a little bit, BC's a little bit behind everyone else. So sending your own styles and things like that. I think for us is you know uh, you know I was reading that non-alcoholics are going to make the biggest presence and obviously the uh, the seltzer market is a huge growing huge, market yeah. for you know um, but in the beer scene I, I think you know just doing what we're doing mm -hmm. and continuing the trends the hazy we've, IPAs the, yeah we've yeah. joked about how it's just gonna be loggers again this year <laughs> <laughs> but I mean are you are we gonna get like gum, gummy bear flavored sours uh, I mean, uh, how, uh, how crazy is beer gonna get in 21 and 22 yeah there's always those players out there who yeah. like to push the envelope of you know but well, um, that's what I, makes I it fun, no, though, exactly, right? It, it yeah, kind of, yeah. you know, it kind of opens we, things up for you, right? And you're not kind of yeah. pigeonholed totally. into, we've into got, a certain. We've got some uh, some plans to do some like milkshake or like mm -hmm. dessert-ish kind of like sours nice. and stuff. And well, yeah, we'll see. We've got room to do seasonals now at yeah, the moment. Yeah. So well, the, the other yeah. thing is ultimately that you know the customer base will decide. I mean, you can get as crazy as you want in back a house, but when you put it on tap, if it ain't selling, you're going to cut it loose at some point and oh, move yeah. on to something else. What are you, how crazy or, or or do you get if you had your druthers? <laughs> where, where would you go beer wise? Um, I mean, historical beers is something I like to drink, but yeah. uh, mostly as because I can't buy it. I don't think it's something that sells, unfortunately. So we. Uh, we keep that in mind, and uh, we've been doing some really nice, like, drinkable beers that are still captivating and able to, like, showcase good fermentation and 
we were unique ingredients. We were struck how when the pandemic first hit and everybody sort of had to readjust their operating hours and ways to operate, we were struck by just how quickly uh, governments can act when they want to. And, and, and permit things that normally yeah. would sit on someone's desk forever. Uh, you had a nice little street uh, side thing going there. What's the plan for going further? Are you able to rejoin that? That is that going to continue on in this? That, yeah, that program has been um, in changed to uh, I think it's March thirty first is the the next interpretation of it. Okay. So making that a permanent structure. Uh, the city have been, you know, I hate to say it, but they're a little slow on yep. allowing us to winterize patios and, you know, saying you can have a, um, an umbrella out there and a heater doesn't really mm-hmm. it fit doesn't with our, yeah. it doesn't fit with, you know, yeah. um, what the BC weather is and, you know, knowing what's happened over the last, you know, four, five, six weeks mm-hmm. is just incessant rain. So that's been struggling. We, we've lo- pretty much lost all that patio traffic, which we needed. You know, we needed to be able to stick yeah. a roof on the top and just al- allow us to to run some some more business out there because people are willing to sit outside, which you know surprises me. You know, any time that we have a break in the weather, people are like, oh, can I sit outside? So, which is nice because they've been kind of trained to do that over the last you know seven eight months. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Obviously. Okay, Aslan, yeah. as the uh, as the new brewer at uh, Main Street Brewing, fill in the blank. Hey, I'm the head brewer. Come and check out my. <laughs> Hey, I'm the head brewer of Main Street. Uh, come and check out our new hazy IPA. New hazy IPA. What's Space it called? Space Cowboy. Space Cowboy. Yeah. Main Street Brewing back in business again for how, how long has it been there now? Just over six years now. Just over so, six years. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it hasn't taken 10 years to get you on the show. It's only taken <laughs> nope, six. six years. Well, it's yeah. a pleasure to have, have you guys, and hopefully Thanks we'll see you again down yeah. the road. Thanks yeah. for the invitation. Nigel Pike and uh, Haslin Graves from Main Street Brewing. Just here for the Beer Radio, TSN 1040. Just here for the Beer Radio, supported by Angry Otter Liquor. Liquor on 248th, their flagship store on 248th Street and the Fraser Highway. Your premier liquor experience in the Fraser Valley. Liquor on 248th with over 10,000 square feet of shopping space and one of the largest walk-in beer coolers in B.C. Now on special until January 13th, a couple of great local brewers. $11.99 for Academy Brewing's Dark Lager in four packs. You save a dollar and just $23.49 for Spectrum Brewing's Box of Chocolates. In a craft beer multi-pack, you save a buck and a half. Visit Liquor on 248th on 248th Street and Fraser Highway, the flagship store from Angry Otter Liquor. This is Just Here for the Beer Radio on TSN 1040. And your host, Joe Leary, along with Rick Mohabir from JustHereForTheBeer.com. Just Here for the Beer Radio on TSN 1040, also at 103.5 FM HD 2 and on the iHeartRadio app, broadcasting from Park Drive on Commercial Drive at 2nd, also the home of Anthem Pizza. We'll talk more about that as time goes on. Really cool little environment. This is our second show at Park Drive, Mr. Mohabir. That's right. A gorgeous little spot, eh? Yeah, it is. And, and it's obviously appropriately socially distant as places need to be and following all the all the protocols. Hey, look, everybody. It's Tristan Clark. Yeah. Tristan Clark is, uh, well, the Lower Mainland Manager, <laughs> Vancouver, New Westminster. <laughs> Hoyne Brewing is the company of which we speak. Hoyne Brewing, of course, home of uh, Dark Matter. You still have the Dark Matter vehicles floating around? Oh, yeah. They're still out there. Yeah. Those are the Grumman vans. Yeah. <laughs> Those <laughs> things are almost indestructible, eh? Literally. <laughs> you you are decked out in the Dark Matter hoodie, and uh, I have one of those, and I cannot tell you, uh, not, you know, generally when I, in winter areas times, you wear the hoodies, and the amount of people have commented on that. First of all, they're, they're familiar with the brand, because the brand is really identifiable. 
But uh, do you sell your merch? Do you have a merch store? There's a store, yeah. You can go online or you can obviously go to Victoria. Go yeah. to the brewery. Yeah. Rick's <laughs> asking about the face masks. If yeah. I don't uh, have a bag full of them, I can't wear it on my face because <laughs> yeah, yeah, everybody's going to have it. <laughs> yeah. so the sweater is like for one. Yeah. yeah. So how, how's Biz been during uh, during the last, well, I mean, we, we had you on the show, I know, uh, since the restrictions were lifted. We were, I think, at the pint the pint, last time we right. had yes. you on the show. Yes. But how's, how's it been going? Are, are you seeing more and more signs of some degree of normal starting to take shape going forward? A little bit. I think the normality is more that it's leveling out yeah. to what we deem normal at this point. Um, yeah. Liquor stores are the ones that are obviously tracking along. Uh, pubs, restaurants, they're doing what they can. They're, they've had a hard go, right? Like, I mean, that... That New Year's announcement was tough on them for sure. I'm sure they were planning on a big night. And um, so, as far as we go, um, we pivoted, right? We went, got the candy machine installed. Last time we talked about it at the pint there, we just had it up and going. So, we got a bunch of new beers going on. So, it lets us go to the liquor stores a lot more than we used to. Um, but by no means have we abandoned the pubs. I mean, we want them to open. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, let's have a beer I think at the we bar, right? I think we all do. <laughs> And I think, you know, slowly but surely, and we understand why they're not uh, operating at full capacity now. We, everybody has, if you haven't clued into that by now, then there's, there's a problem <laughs> with, your, with, your, with your viewpoint. But we accept where we're at, and we can only hope that as time goes by that things will start to ease a bit. But obviously more people need to get vaccinated, and again, there's even opposition to that. So that, all of that aside, at some point down the road, and hopefully in 2021, we will see normal again but I, I, I agree with you I, I feel so bad for places that were draft heavy totally. um, what what do you do well we used to go get a beer that was yeah. normal right yeah. this yeah. is beer was a normal place it was never affected yeah <laughs> well and not to mention I mean you know, we got a, we got a new hockey season and coming up yeah. pretty you know, quick gen- generally yeah. it'd be hey do you want to you want to go to bar X or bar Y and uh, and, watch and watch the game, the game yeah. and those those options are somewhat limited now but anyway let's get back to Hoyne Brewing and and uh, you've got the canning line so that probably was a great load off your mind it was nice yes yeah. definitely I mean we still got the bottles going on it's not like we've changed what we're doing we're just adding to it so there's just an addition to so if you want bottles they're still there for sure but yeah it's allowed us to bring out a lot more product let's be honest like when you do your most drinking it's in the summer and what are you doing? You're bringing well, cans to hike and... That's debatable. Yeah. yeah right. but, well, generally, there is a peak in the summer. I, I, yeah. will, I will give you that. If we're hiking. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes. What, uh, what have you got here? Uh, I brought the Kolsch, actually. So we've got a new series, the Beer Garten series. Um, so traditional German-style Kolsch. Um, this is part of our core lineup now. So you're going to see that all the time. Light, crisp, mm-hmm. easy drinking. I don't want to on camera say how much I've already drank. <laughs> <laughs> so how does it become part of your core now what 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 puts it over that threshold for you guys well you got one owner sean hoyne and he makes it and he knows yeah yeah. (laughs) he knows before he even releases it sure i'm sure um i mean good question of course Uh, hopefully sales would always dictate what's going to sell well but you don't know right you got to bring out a brand new beer and you just got to test it out and if you just dangle in front of somebody for one month or you know a quick release then you you might get an obscure kind of sales amounts that that aren't true, right? right? People jump on it because they think it's because it's a new. one-off. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You're well, talking about Fourth Main Street. You know, people like to jump on the new things for sure. And so, other than sort of darker, heavier, stout-oriented type beers that generally tend to sell more in the colder months, is beer seasonal, or can you drink Kolsch? Can you drink IPAs any time of year? Is it, yeah, you I, know? Think, I think people are seasonal. The beer is always the same. Sure. <laughs> yeah. um, no, you know what? I, I I like dark beer in the in the summer mm-hmm. for sure. I like light beer in the winter. Sometimes I just feel like it differently on a certain day. It's you wake up, you're tired. It's raining outside on a Sunday. Yeah, maybe a dark beer. Sitting but there on Third Beach on a August yeah. day drinking uh-huh. a stout uh-huh. just yep. doesn't seem to fly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but you know things like dark matter definitely yeah. they ride that line between what you consider to be a dark beer, which is 
probably think people think filling and heavy and meal replacement like exactly. you know, and, and it's very fork. different right because you can have dark lagers you can have all oh. kinds of different you know that same dark beer flavor but not necessarily as, the as heavy exactly, exactly. Yeah. yeah he is Tristan Clark from Hoyne Brewing just here for the Beer Radio TSN 1040 broadcasting from Park Drive on Commercial Drive at 2nd Avenue have you ever fully identified what dark matter is no. Because it's somewhat <laughs> vague when you go to the when you go to the Hoyne website, they sort of take you on this little journey, and you think you're going to get the big reveal, but you really don't. You don't. Why? Why? Why have you deliberately withheld that from from the beer drinkers? I mean, it's not up to me. That's for sure. I asked. <laughs> is that a day Sean one. Hoyne thing? Yeah, that's a Sean Hoyne thing. Okay. I started day one at the brewery. Asked, well, what's going on? There? What kind of grain yeah. is that? What yeah. kind of malt are we putting in there? What kind of yeast? Still um, no answers. I think that maybe the liquor board might know. I think you might have yeah. to tell them when you register a beer. So yeah. somebody knows. That might be the uh, super secret squirrel. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so it's like the like Big Mac Jason sauce or something. <laughs> yeah. uh, okay. Right. <laughs> uh, now you uh, mentioned to us just before we started the show that um, you're actually doing your first case of beer. That sounds like something that's been done since 19, you know, since beer began. Yeah. But the I dawn of time. I guess it's a big thing for uh, for some of the newer breweries on the craft scene. Totally. Yeah. Well, you know, it, it takes a little while to get your your brewery up to where exactly yeah. we want it to be. I. You know, I'm not in charge of that exactly, but right. I think the canning line really allowed that, right? People want to carry around a case of beer, like say, to the beach or the park or to hike, or you want some cans. It's a lot harder to do that with with with, uh, with bottles, of right? Course. I mean, you think about it uh, way back in the day when you had that big rectangle, right? Oh yeah, not everybody wants to hump that around. They'd rather, you know, got a two hand that keep one under the bottle. <laughs> So this will be an actual case of beer. The Pilsner will be the first one ever. Yeah. Then we're going to have a mix pack coming out. There's going to be a lot more cans. So a lot of stuff we haven't seen before. New one-off beers. Pretty exciting. It's, isn't it interesting how now you guys have the canning line and it just opens up so much more opportunity for you guys? Well, let's be real. In the city now, you see a lot of single one-off cans, right? The bombers were always a thing for sure, but there's more of a commitment. It's a bigger size. Yeah. I mean, just the weight of it alone definitely it dictates that you're not bringing it probably to a lot of places that you would bring a can of beer. Um and yeah, so I think a lot of people have opened up spots for that in their stores, and that's allowed us to make more one-off beers that people will buy one time and hopefully love and demand more of. The Beer Garten Kolsch from Hoyne Brewing, and uh, what's your ETA on the uh, on the case of beer? I'm looking forward to seeing that. Monday. Oh, this January Monday. 18th. Wow. wow. <laughs> and widely available in uh, in liquor stores throughout uh, the year. Yeah, we're, gonna, we're out pre-selling right now, so yeah. I mean, if you don't see it, just ask for it. Looking forward to that. That's going to be Heck awesome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it sounds like it seems so mundane, but it is a big deal because you don't see cases of beer generally in the craft community. And and I think it's just a progression, right? Sure. Like you know, when you start to move up, not necessarily move away from the bottle, but now you open up a different product yeah. um, opportunity for people to be to to be buying your product. For sure. Right? I mean, I mean from the sales point of view, it just makes things a little bit easier. Yes. I mean, you have to produce a product that people want to drink twelve yeah. of at once. At, you know, which. Thank God we got that. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely, you do. They're the home of Dark Matter Hoyne Brewing, uh, Mr. Um, Mr. Tristan Clark, the area manager for Hoyne Brewing. Thanks for joining us, man. Good My pleasure. Thanks for having us, guys. Have a happy 21. Same to you, Jen. How about a burger where in and I meet Shake Shack? It's called Mimi's Burgers, a pop-up joint just out of Glitch at 2287 West Broadway, two blocks west of Arbutus. It's a simple menu with four options of hand-pressed patties, Mimi's Classic, Mimi's Cheeseburger, the Beyond Meat, and the double-sized honey for the hungry folk among us. Great burgers, Kennebec fries, and onion rings, and they are good. Mimi's Burgers, think Shake Shack meets in and out Burger, 2287 West Broadway. Mimi'sBurgers.com and on Instagram at Mimi's... 
You're listening to Just Here for the Beer Radio on TSN 1040. Once again, here's your host, Joe Leary, along with Rick Mohabir from JustHereForTheBeer.com. Just Here for the Beer Radio, TSN 1040, TSN1040.ca, also at 103.5 FM HD2. Mr. Mike Rudder from Pacific Western Brewing, six feet away from me, socially distant. Mr. Rudder, we made it to 2021. We did, six feet at all times, and here we are. Here we are. What's uh, what's in store for Pacific Western, the Caribou Line, the Pacific Cool Line? Every what's in store for this organization in this year? For Pacific Western Brewing, we're, we're looking forward to 2021. Uh, I think there's a lot of good things coming. Uh, the Caribou Line is going to see a few little revamps and a few new things. Uh, Pacific Cool, I think it's safe to say you might just see a new flavor or two. And uh, Pacific Pilsner, it's just rolling along. Now, Pacific Cool is your vodka soda line in a couple of different flavors, including Blood Orange, which uh, really hit the market hard. Yeah, Blood Orange did really well for us. Uh, we've got four flavors, grapefruit, lemon, lime, raspberry, and Blood Orange at the moment. Uh, Blood Orange is available in 12 packs and Tall Boys, and uh, if you haven't tried it yet, definitely recommend it. You guys really do it all here because you do the alcoholic brands. You do the uh, the, the uh, RTD, the ready-to-drink vodka coolers. You do beer, of course, in various flavors and styles. You also do soft drinks, and I, I don't think I've seen them recently. Is that still something in development? Are you working on more to, uh, to launch with the soft drinks? Yeah, we've got our classic can uh, in a lot of different stores right now. Uh, if you're looking for the root beer, the ginger ale, London Drugs, Save on Foods, places like that are a good place to start. Uh, I think you can see a can revamp this year, and it uh, should be a good thing. Mike Rutter, you have gifted me with a little New Year's present here. It's called Buckshot. Tell me about it. Yeah, Buckshot's been on the lineup, uh, the Caribou lineup, for quite a few years in a much smaller can. Uh, in the last year, we actually did a little uh, revamping there. It's in a 355ml can, but it's still at the same price as the old can, so you're getting more beer for uh, for less money, more bang for your buck. Now, you guys are always big on the festival circuit. Of course, there has been no festivals of any sort since the uh, the quarantine period, and looks like they're not nothing in the foreseeable future anyway. But um, what what do you have down the road? I mean, you still do a lot of merchandise. Are you rolling more stuff out for 2021? Yeah, I mean, event wise, uh, we're always kind of keeping our eyes open for this ever-changing landscape to see how things go, but uh, we do plan to eventually get back to our uh, premier event in Prince George, which is Caribou Rocks of the North, something we put on ourselves. And uh, merch-wise, I think you can definitely continue to see uh, a few items, and uh, just as we always have been, looking forward to it. So lots of good stuff in store for 2021. And again, I always rave about your merchandise because you literally, I can outfit my almost my entire body with stuff from, uh, from the Caribou folks, and you can buy all this stuff online. Yeah, you can. Uh, CaribouBrewing.com is where you can find your Caribou merch. Uh, got a few new things rolling out the line for Pacific Cool Vodka Soda as well, so keep an eye out for that. But uh, if you're looking to pick something up, CaribouBrewing.com is a good place to start. Well, it's not too late to say it again, but Happy New Year, Mr. Rudder, and thanks for all your great support from Pacific Western Brewing. Cheers. Cheers, sir. I'm Bailey Murphy, stylist at the award-winning Avant-Garde Hair Studio in Yaletown. We're known for creative hair makeovers, both male and female. And if you're looking for something new this new year, come and see me. 2021 means it's time for a change and a fresh start and a fresh new look. If it's highlights, a fade, or just a bold new style for 2021, talk to me, Bailey Murphy. I'm at Avant-Garde Hair Studio, 1075 Mainland Street in Yaletown, or you can email me, hairbybailey at gmail.com. That's hairbybailey, B-A-I-L-E-Y-Y at gmail.com. Gee, is that what I look like when I'm drunk? You wish. That's the stage we call Professor Barney. Talkative, coherent, even insightful. Here's drunk. You're listening to Just Here for the Beer Radio on TSN 1040. 
Just Here for the Beer Radio TSN 1040 is sponsored in part by Side Street Tattoo on Cordova in Gastown. Mr. Devin Stacy of the award-winning Side Street. Now, I just got something beautiful done on my arm. And it's a couple of things that have relevance to my life. One is shamrocks and one is blueberries. And I came in with a picture of shamrock and a picture of blueberries. I had no idea what to do. You managed to weave them into a, a really beautiful piece of art. Do you have a lot of people that sort of come in with kind of a half-baked concept but no real clue as to how to execute it? Yeah, most well, I guess most people just come in with, with a base idea. Some people come in pretty direct. They have you know a fairly accurate example maybe maybe from reference or just in their mind of what they want and placement and stuff like that i find uh more often than not those end up creating you know, almost it's almost a little harder to do that but i find when people are loose and and you know they have a general concept and they're pretty open-ended to the artwork uh it usually goes pretty straightforward i mean with tattooing um the longer you do it obviously helps uh the more access to good reference online helps but you start to realize there's I would say like compositional trends. You see things that look good in, in a certain area and they have a certain flow and a certain shape. And I think, you know, the general public might not know what those shapes are. And uh, I think, you know, tattooing over, you know, the amount of time it's been about 15 years now, I've kind of learned a lot of those shapes and where things should go and how to kind of arrange the artwork so it works. For sure. Well, I think, though, I'm sure there are probably books where people can flip through and go, yeah, give me that or give me that. But at the end of the day, it also goes to show that if you're a good artist, such as yourself, someone could actually bring in a photograph and you could actually almost do a reproduction on their, on their body. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, direct reference is, is an awesome way to tattoo. If, if somebody has something specific that they want and it's, for, you know, the big thing is photo quality. Like a lot of people come in and they have, a, they have an image. Um, but if the quality isn't good, like let's say you have a picture of your dog, but you took it on an iPhone one like yeah. 10 years ago <laughs> yeah. and it was, uh, you know, in the dark in their basement, yeah. the, the picture is going to be blurry. And then you're sitting there playing a guessing game, trying to figure out shadows and depth and stuff like that. I think artistically, if, you know, if you have a little bit better understanding of light and, and, and contour and shape that you can maybe fill in those gaps a little bit. But it's really like the better the reference, if you're doing anything realistic, the better the tattoo is going to be. Devin Stacy from Side Street Tattoo on Cordova in Gastown. Following all safety protocols, give them a call, check them out. Their work is absolutely amazing. Now, we, you and I were talking a little hockey. We just got past the World Junior disappointment. Um, pretty excited for uh, the start of NHL? I, yeah, I'm super excited. I think, uh, unfortunately, I hate saying it, but anybody that knows me knows. I, I like the Canucks. I got nothing against the Canucks at all, but I am an Oilers fan. I was born in Edmonton and raised there. So, uh, you know... <sighs> I wish I could go back in time and remember what it was like to be one, two, mm-hmm. four, five, and nine, but I vaguely remember a little bit of a parade. Yeah. That's yeah. it, and that's all. So it's been a long, long time suffering as an Oilers fan. I've gotten it rubbed in my nose since I moved here. I think I moved here in 2010, and just the Canucks were so successful at that time. And, you know, over the years, I slowly just started, like, hating them a little bit less yeah. and less because they, gotcha. they just used to – absolutely punish the Oilers punish yeah. them that's all I remember is watching the Sedins just destroy this team and dismantle them on the power play for uh-huh. years so now I'm excited because there's two young teams it's like yeah. all that time has gone by and you know we got two super young speedy skilled teams going at it at least in this conference and um, I don't care what anybody says like I hate Calgary with a deep okay, deep yeah, passion mutual deeply yeah well, okay, but personal <laughs> bias aside, personal yeah. bias aside, who has the better season, Edmonton or Vancouver? In your opinion, personal bias aside. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious. I think 
in my in in honesty, I think Markstrom he covered a lot of holes last year, and I don't think I think Holtby might be there at, at that level. He not quite for a year or two, so I don't know if he's a stopgap. Um, Demko obviously played well in the in the playoffs. Yeah. I don't know if that's going to be a sustainable. It's a small thing. sample size. It's yeah. very small, but yeah. I I think to be honest, and I don't want to take this. Uh, just taken the wrong way. I wonder if they finish with the same point total. Like it would be yeah. within two or three points in each direction. They're so similar in a lot of ways. I think Hughes uh, is a is a game changer. I think he's going to make a big step this year. A lot of confidence, especially from playoffs. But I think um, you know Edmonton. They've got they've got a they signed Tyson Berry as a as a big puck mover, and they're sort of filling out those depth. I mean, everybody knows what Edmonton was. They were they were two t- two lines that could score, and this, the guys they signed this year with Turris in the center, like they're going to be a deep team. When the teams would play last year, the the it was like the top line, the top two lines. It was definitely an Edmonton advantage, but it was so lopsided in the bottom six for the forward groups that Vancouver just slowly, you know, if, if you played a seven-game series, I think last year Vancouver would have taken it. I think this year the depth is a lot different. So I'm going to go out on a limb. If I'm right, I don't know what you owe me, but I'm saying the same point total. Same point total. Within one point in each direction. Okay. That's what I'm saying. Right. That's, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, sports aside, he does amazing work. He's Devin Stacey from the award-winning Side Street Tattoo on Cordova Street in Gastown on Just Here for the Beer. Thanks, man. This is Just Here for the Beer Radio on TSN 1040. And your host, Joe Leary, along with Rick Mohabir from JustHereForTheBeer.com. Just Here for the Beer Radio, broadcasting from Park Drive at Commercial and Second on TSN 1040, tsn1040.ca. Also in uh, static-free HD at 103.5 FM HD2. Matt Thompson is the founder of Park Drive, a fabulous establishment that I've developed quite the relationship with in your in your time on uh, on on the drive. How you been? Good man, good. Good to see you. Now we are also Park Drive also is one of the homes of Anthem Pizza. Yes, and I can tell you from firsthand experience that. Uh, yes. Donnie and the Moj, big fans of Anthem Pizza. Oh, are they? Yeah. Okay. What was what was the story behind Anthem? Uh, basically, I own you know I've been doing this restaurant business for like twenty five years and. You know, my places, some of them are food forward, some of them are more alcohol forward. And, you know, regardless of which one you own, after 10, 9, 9 10 o'clock, you're not selling a lot of food. Generally. Generally. Yeah. So you gain, but you need to staff your kitchens. Yeah. So, because that's the law. So you can't close them. So I basically was, you know, been kind of thinking for years, how can I, you know, utilize, you know, your kitchen my staff kitchen staff kitchen. and get you know, get what I need out of them. And then also when this pandemic happened, I'm like, well, I need to keep these people working. Yeah. So, and that's when I started the Anthem Pizza because I'm like, okay, if, if I'm at half capacity, but I'd want to keep my staff and I want to keep them working. Then take out. Then I'll create an, a brand yeah. that, you know, it, com- it comes out of Park Drive and it comes out of Five Point, but it's its own thing. Mm-hmm. And then eventually open up small pizza joints. Hopefully, everywhere. Well, I happen to, uh, I remember running into you uh, in here in Park Drive when you had sort of had some of the imaging that you were contemplating going with for the pizza. And that's one of the things, again, it's not so much about the packaging, it's what's in the package that ultimately people want. But what's on the package can certainly attract people to the product. What, what, and, and what you've done, the imaging, go to the website, check out Anthem Pizza online. You can see, you see the artwork. It's really cool. What, what inspired you to want to go that route? Well, I just thought, you know, you know, p- 
pizza's 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 pizza. Yeah. Everybody loves pizza, right? So there's Panago, there's Pizza Hut, you know, there's Pizza Garden, there's, you know, there's some really fancy places, there's some not so fancy places, but at the end of the day, it's pizza. So we created really good pizza, and then I'm like, well, these boxes are so lame. Everybody's pizza box is so friggin' boring. And the thing about pizza boxes is that they, they don't fit in your recycling. So, so in a way, it's it's advertising, because they're out now. They're out there. Yeah. So they're they're sitting on your porch. They're sitting in the garbage, but they're sticking up. You know, they don't fit in your. They don't even fit in your freaking garbage. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I was just like going to myself. I want to make something cool that that can you know evoke thought, right? So we have a Trump box, which is like a beep Trump box, and then we have like this Godzilla box where you know it's basically Godzilla's attacking the. Uh, the Capitol building, yes. kind of ironic. <laughs> you kind of foresaw that, didn't you? <laughs> and then we had, uh, you know, and then we have like, you know, Chai Pig, who's a punk artist that passed away. So some people know who he is, some people don't. But on the box, we kind of suggest you, sh- if you don't know who this person is, you should. And then we try to take money from the pizzas and donate it to various mm-hmm. causes that yeah. we think are important. So that's kind of the whole idea. The whole idea is like, keep kitchen people working. You know, sell some pizza, sell some cool T-shirts, and give back, and make money too. I'm not, yeah. you know. It uh, you advertise it pizza with purpose, and and I think yeah. that's a really good thing. And I'm just curious to see where the design goes as more and more Anthem pizzas spring up, because uh, I I could really see some fun things happening. Oh, for sure. Like you know, we my sister lives in Ottawa, and it'd be really fun to have it in Ottawa. Sure. Then you can start poking fun at all the politicians and stuff like that. <laughs> and and we want it to be current to a point right so if like a major event happens that's that we feel is important then we'll create an image and and the next day your pizza box will be printed with that with that image so like the anniversary of a beer radio radio show show or or something like that perhaps going sure we we could we could (laughs) do that you know that is kind of culturally significant you know um but no stuff like you know we also will do stuff like if it's your birthday and you want you know, five t-shirts with your face on it and you want a pizza box with your image on it, we'll do that too. Yeah. Right? That's so cool. It, 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 it really cool. is. It really is. And again, just check them out online, Anthem Pizza. Uh, you, there's two locations here at Park Drive, commercial and second. Yeah. And the five point, which is Main and 16th. Yeah. Um, and it's really good pizza because at the end of the day, again, you can have all the fancy looking boxes you want, yeah. but yeah. if it ain't inside, you know. No, no. And the food, and the pizza's great. You it know is. what I mean? It, it, we worked really hard on it. I hired a consultant to help with it and, and, you know, learning how to do dough and it takes... There are pizza consultants out there, huh? Well, there's a guy that I yeah, work with at a culinary you a, school, you stuff a like pizza that. Got a pizza in my high school days, I worked in a pizza joint. Yeah. And the and you're right. The dough is... Oh, yeah. is yeah, if you can't get that right, yeah. nothing else matters. Yeah, and like Nat's Pizza, like he helped mm-hmm. me out too. Like mm-hmm. he's a great guy. So yeah. he kind of gave me some tips and stuff like that. So, you know, it's all good. Well, if you've not tried it, we encourage you to do so. It's called Anthem Pizza. Check them out online. You can check them out to go at uh, both Park Drive Commercial and Second and the Five Point at May and 16th. Matt Thompson, good to see you, man. Thanks, Thanks for buddy. having us. Cheers. Cheers. And with that, that is a wrap indeed for Just Here for the Beer. Just Here show for the Beer. Show number one for 2021. Show number one for 2021 and the uh, show now in its 11th year. Uh, isn't that amazing? And it's, well, it's been an incredible time. We, By the way, I don't know if it still remains, but our anniversary, 10th year anniversary beer, Chimp and Dale's Hazy IPA, 
available from Monkey Nine Brewing. Actually, I, I think I saw an Instagram post very recently, like a week ago. Oh wow! That had a picture of the beer there. So I'm presuming they do have some remaining. I know they were talking about doing a second run, so maybe yeah. they have done a second run. So. And uh, I finally did try it. As you know, I took a I took a hiatus took a from hiatus. beer for uh, for a good while. So I didn't even get a chance to try our own beer on the anniversary show date. But uh, I did finally try it. It's a good tasting beer. It's a great I, I know tasting beer. I know people are going to think, yeah, right. It's yeah. really, really, you know, you really guys are just bugging it. But actually, yeah. no, it's got some great flavors, beautiful IPA. You know, it's just gorgeous. Who knows where show number two will be? It could be uh, in your neighborhood. And by the way, if you are a brewer or somebody associated with the brewing industry and would like to look into maybe booking yourself some time and promoting your product on our show, just here for the beer.com. You can make contact and follow us on social media at JHFTB on Twitter and Instagram and on Facebook. Rick Mohe here at Joe Leary, and a thanks to Park Drive and Anthem Pizza. For sure. We'll see you next month. Just here for the beer radio, Canada's original dedicated beer and spirits radio show, produced by Justin Kwan.